say My eyes have seen My ears have heard I have seen what the Lord has done The pain he has been waiting for He has brought it to pass Thirty-three. Bible says, "But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well." And then John chapter ten, verses ten: The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. And then Isaiah forty-three nineteen: See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. That's a promise that we have from our Lord this morning in Jesus' name. Allow us to go on and just um, pick up from where we stopped yesterday. As we talk about uh, relationships, we, we talked about, you know, identifying where you are and where you want to be. Um, and we said, you know, you need to look at your the relationships that you have in your life. Take a stock of where you are, where do you want to be. Have Visualize it, have clarity on exactly where you want to be. The beginning of transformation is when you realize where you need to be. And you say, I don't need to be here in my relationship. I need to be able to go to a particular place. You can never travel without knowing where your destination. You can't go to the bus station and you reach there and they're asking you, oh, where do you want to go to? Where, where? You say, I don't know where I'm going. Uh, you, know, you can't be helped. You know, the, the tickets that you buy is determined by where you are going. And so whenever you want to change anything in your life, you need to have clarity on where you are right now right? It's your starting point, and then have clarity on where you need to be. And that's why most of the things that we're speaking about here, we talk about taking stock of where you are and where you want to be, having a vision for everything. And we could have come and, you know, focus on the spiritual aspect of it. We could have focused on the financial aspect of it. We can focus on other things. And then if we ignore relationships, it is like a, you know, a weapon of mass destruction. It will it'll destroy every single thing that you think you have been able to build. So it's important for us to be good at relationships and we just build on that today. Yesterday, we talked about the purpose of relationships. Um, you know, we, we said relationships exist to magnify the human experience. We talked about how to build uh, in a good relationship. And today, I want us to pick it up from there as we talk about how to create an extraordinary relationship. You'll see, we are not just talking about creating a good relationship or an excellent relationship, but we are stretching ourselves and saying, how can we create an extraordinary relationship? And before we dive into actually, the, you know, how, the how, and it's, I think it's important to identify that you that, 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 that this area, subject of, rela of relationship, is so important that if you get it wrong, it, it can disorient every other thing. What is the point of being so successful financially, being so successful in your career, and you've got nobody to share that success with? You come home, there's nobody. And I've seen people succeeding in careers, having huge, you know, huge tons of, you know, of resources and money and buildings. And they come home in those buildings and they are empty. It's, an, it's a shell. 
and they go in, they've got nothing, they've got nobody to share that love with, and you, you see people really living very miserable lives when they have got so, so much. When, when you can work and invest so much in your career, in your business, and actually be super successful, but when you get this subject of relationships wrong, it is it is a it is it is got the power just to destroy your life and need very small life and and that's why sometimes people ignore it um we think we can cover it with money sometimes we think maybe if you have money you can buy a relationship and you can attempt to do that but you know what it never works we need to get better at this so that's point number one i want to say and then number two when it comes to relationship the most important relationship of all relationships is your relationship with god we talked about you can buy you know the the, the electric kettle and that electric kettle, which is used for boiling water, if it's not connected to the power source, that kettle can never function as an electric kettle until you pick it up, connect it to the power source. When you put water in, it actually boils that water and performs its role as an electric kettle. When it's not connected to power, you can use it for many things in the house. You can use it for pouring water. You can even use it to milk your cows. You can use it to do many other things. But you, until you connect it to the power source, which is you know where it, it will never be able to function as an electric kettle. And so the most important relationship of all is your relationship with God. Um, because that relationship then defines everything else. So when you talk about creating an extraordinary relationship, we are not just talking about the relationship with men um, or maybe with your spouse or with your potential partner who you want to get married to. We are not just talking about that horizontal relationship. We are talking about the, also the vertical relationship with our creator. But that is the most important relationship. You are, If you get that wrong, you can never be able to sustain any other horizontal relationship. You need to get the vertical relationship with God fast, right? And then once you get that right, it's very easy now to build and develop your horizontal relationships uh, to be what God wants you to be. So I think it's important just to say that because we, we can talk about creating an extraordinary relationship and deepening our relationship. And then we you know, we sort of ignore the most important of all those relationships that drives everything else. So I thought I should just call out that one. But, you know, this subject of relationship is so powerful. Is so so powerful when you get it right, and and you know you 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 excel in all the other areas, and then you come home and you got people that you love and you care and you cherish, and and you can't wait to be home. You can't wait to be with them. You can't wait to connect with them. And when you are with them, time is priceless. Time seems to stand still. You know it is so enriching. It is such a unique gift that God has given and has, has given unto us. And I hope that as we share. Uh, in, you know, uh, here in the next few days or so, as we double-click on each of these items, I pray that the Lord will enable us to be very good at building extraordinary relationships as a ministry. Because I believe when we build extraordinary relationships, you know, God is going to, um, you know, build us. Good to encourage. It's good to, to, you know, it's good to deepen, you know, deepen us as we as we move move forward. So, how do you create extraordinary relationship? We have a very short time left today. The beginning point is learn to love yourself. I think that is the number one thing. You can never build an extraordinary relationship if you don't love yourself. You can't give to other people 
what you haven't learned to give yourself. Um, the beginning of you being good at relationships is actually beginning to love yourself, taking time to love yourself. And that's why every morning you hear us declaring, there's a reason behind these declarations that we are making, that you know what, I am created in God's image, I am unique, there's nobody like me, there's a reason why God created me and brought me to this planet, I am valuable and God loves me, and that there's nothing that I don't have to succeed in this life. You know, that's the beginning of you beginning to love yourself. Why do we make those declarations? Because it's important to reach that point. You, where you are confident, you, you love yourself. You, when you, be, when you know that God crafted you, when you know that God sat down, he thought about you and he saw a gap in the world. And he created you and put giftings in your life so that you can be able to solve those specific problems here on earth. And nobody else can solve them except you. Then you begin to realize, wow, I am valuable. I am unique. And, you know, God has a divine plan for me. And so I don't need to be like anybody else. I don't have to be like any other person. I just want to be myself because I'm unique and we know that God has created me in a unique way. So that's why we make that declaration that we know who we are, why God created us and why we are here. When you begin to view life like that, you begin to love yourself. And a lot of us, we don't love ourselves. We can be so busy loving other people, you know, fighting for other people and working hard for other people. And, you know, you, you wake up every morning and you're running around and, you know, showering and getting to the vehicle and you're running to the office and you're busy there picking up all the frustrations of the office and, and working and working. You, you can't do much in the evening. You're back again. You come running to the home again and you throw yourself in the bed and, and this goes on and on and on and on where you are so busy doing everything for other people and you don't really find time for yourself so the beginning point how do you love yourself find time for yourself that's why in this 30-day challenge we have been trying to say carve out two hours an hour the hour of power give it to yourself you owe that to yourself to just calm down, sit down, reflect, meditate. The word of the Lord came to Joshua and God told Joshua, meditate on this word day and night. Meditate on it. Before you to meditate on God's word, to meditate and hear what he's saying, you need to stop everything you are doing. And just focus on God's word and allow just God's word to get into you. So how do you ever meditate when we are moving from one, one place to another, to another, to another? The evening comes, you're exhausted, you're tired, and you just go on until the weekend. Friday is, oh, thank God, it is Friday, and bang, you throw yourself into the weekend, and you are into the weddings, you are into the funerals, and you are into the traveling, and you are going all over the place, and the week just goes on, and you just keep repeating this on and on and on and on. You never have time for yourself. We are saying, learn to love yourself, find time for yourself, Give and then give yourself credit for small wins. Look about this program here. Give yourself credit for small wins. Take time to 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 you know to do what you like doing. You know, if you like sports or maybe you like watching football or playing soccer or playing a sport, you have to count time for it. When we were young and we were growing up, we loved sports. Um, we There are things we enjoyed doing. For some reason, as we grow up, as we go, we stop. 
You know, we stop all those things and then we become not interesting. Remember, the word interesting comes from the word interest. And we always ask, how interesting are you? Um, what is your interest? You know, how interesting are you? Your interests determine how interesting you are. So big time, what we call me time every morning. Out of that, that's why we started this the hour of, of power. We, we carve out one hour, we begin here. And then you can continue building on that, finding time for yourself. We, we, we are loving ourselves. We are feeding our spiritual beings fast before we go out there into the world. And you'll agree with me, as we have gathered here every morning, this has been powerful. We have not been the same again. At least when I look at my life, I've not been the same again. And then how, how do you also um, love yourself? Spend time with people you love. There are people you love. You want to be near them. You want to spend time with them. You want to take some cup of tea with them. You, you want to get to their homes. You want to sit down. You talk until midnight, laugh and sing and dance and, and just love yourself and be away and into you know the whole night. You know, it is cool to just love yourself. You know, listen to your favorite music, write a love letter to yourself. And you know, you we need to get better at loving ourselves um, because I don't think we do a good job at this. Remember, you can't give to other people what you haven't learned to give yourself. And so I pause here, you know, for, as the first point. Today, find 10 things, write 10 things that you can do to show how much you love yourself. When is the last time you spoiled yourself? You know, there are times when you talk about spoiling yourself. Where you say, you know what, today I'm going to just spoil myself. I'm going to treat myself. You know, those small, small things, they got a huge implication on the version of yourself that we meet outside. You cannot give to other people what you haven't learned to give yourself. So the beginning of creating an extraordinary relationship is learning to love yourself. Say amen at that one point in Jesus' name. Now, you know, when we look at the story of Abraham, and we don't have time to read it, so please you can go and read it, and we'll, we'll base a lot of our conversations here on this story of Abraham. He was an old man. The Lord had blessed him in every way. You know, as when I was reading about this thing, I was saying, you know what, may this be a, 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 your portion this morning, that, you know, as you grow old, the Lord will bless you in every way. Not in some ways, you know, in every single way. May the Lord bless you, all of us here. And I really want to thank you for, for being darling here every Every morning, 4.30, you know, you know, a whole month, every single morning, there are people who have been here every single morning. My prayer for you has been, may the Lord, you know, God bless you in every single way. Not in some ways, you know, you can be blessed in some way, some portion here, but the Lord blessed Abraham in every single way. And I am praying this morning by the power of God that's in this service, may the God we serve, may the God that you continue to honor every single morning, may he surprise you and bless you in every single way. May that be your word as you live, as you get out of your house today, may you, you know, declare that in your life, that the Lord will bless me in every single way, even in ways that you yourself don't know. He will bless you in ways that will surprise you in Jesus' mighty name. Anyway, um, as he was going old, God has blessed him in every single way. He then now calls his, uh, his servant and he tells him, the man who was in charge of his house, said, I want you to take an oath and, you know, put your hand under my thigh. And I want you to swear by the Lord that you will not allow my son 
to marry one of these local Canaanite women. But I want you to go to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife, my son there, Isaac. That's what Abraham wanted. And then the they had a conversation with the servant, and eventually he went, um, he, you know, he went in verse 6, he says, please do not, never take my son there. Abraham was clear. I said, never take my son back to that place. There was something about the calling that God had put in Abraham that he, he did not want it to give the possibility of any of him going back. So he says, be careful, never take my son there. Anyway, there is a whole story. The angel of God will go with you and you know you have to get a wife for my son. Basically, you, the, the, you need to get a, my son is as rich as reached that stage where he wants to have a relationship, and I want you to help him to go and get a wife. And then he went there to a place where the women were drawing water. We go to make a lot of reference to this, um, you know, because this was a very important, uh, you know, relationship that was being built here. But um, you know, by by by, um, by uh, the servant and you know, leading the way to get a wife for Isaac. We go to make reference to it. We don't have time to read it, but please do read it. I just want to pick up on. A a few things from this story as I bring this to close because I've got such a short time left. So as we look at how do you build an external relationship, we say, number one, select the qualities you need in a relationship. You have to be deliberate about the type of relationship you're going to be building in your life. And there are many dimensions. I said, there's a spiritual dimension. You have to decide what type of relationship you want with God. Is your creator, is your maker. What type of relationship do you want with him? Do you want a deep relationship? Remember Jesus, he had his disciples, and there were, there were some that he would leave behind, and there are others he carried all the way to the Mount of Transfiguration. You know, there were, there were all disciples, but there were some that were very, very close to Jesus. And I don't know what type of relationship you want yourself with God. You have to decide. But the, what you're saying is that select the qualities you need in a relationships. Relationship lasts when both people have the same or complementary natures. That is very important. Relationships will only last when they have the same or complementary natures. They complement one another. They have the same values. And we say the best way to do this is in the in the business world when we are interviewing people, um, you know, for a job or a role that is open. Most of you have done that here in this in, in this meeting. You advertise for the job and you need to look for a fit. And that's why Abraham sending his servant, um, the, the leader of his household to go and get a, a wife for Isaac. You'll see exactly what he did. But the first question we ask is, can they do the job? You know, when I when you sit down and we're interviewing you for the job and we, you know, ask you, okay, send you a CV, we interview, we call you into the room and we are trying to questions. And what we are trying to determine is, can this person do the job? Can he get the job done? You, you know, so can they be your partner? Will they do the job? And the answer will be yes, if the job or relationship meets their personal goals and reinforces their nature. If the job or the relationship in the, for this, this matter meets their personal goals or reinforces their nature, are they the right fit in terms of values? You know, in you know, the, in in a personal relationship, you can the values are so great. You, the, the candidate you're interviewing can look great. There are people who have, you look at their CV. The CV looks great. It looks great on paper. And maybe that even if you like that person, if you like that candidate, if you have got conflicting values, that you can't give that person the job because the relationship will not last unless one of you compromises 
on your very own identity. So when it comes to relationships, we need to seek and make a conscious decision. What type of relationship do I need to have? What type of relationship do you need to have with your parents? You need to, you need to, you need to decide. What type of relationship do you want with your children? You know, when you are gone, what do you want them to remember? Do they want, do you want them to remember that, you know what, we had a father, we had a mother who really loved us. We, we had a mother who was committed, who was deeply committed to us. What exactly do you want your children to be left with? Um, you know, your relationship with God, your relationship with the church, in ministry, even here, there's a relationship with the ministry. What do you want the ministry to, to know you, to, to know about you? What type of relationship do you want? Um, what impact do you want to have? So when it comes to relationship, you need to be very, very conscious about the the. the you know, you need to select the quality that you need in that relationship. And you have to be very, very, you know, decisive about that. Determine what nature of relationship you want. Um, and, you know, that is the beginning of building an extraordinary life. And that again, the most another important part of the selection is also to become the kind of person you want to attract in your relationship. You know, you you want to be um, you want to be committed. You want to to uh, uh, your friend to be committed to you. Then be committed. You have to be the kind of person you want to attract. Many times we want we, we demand things from people. We demand commitment. We demand we demand understanding. We demand forgiveness. We demand many things, but we ourselves are not willing to become fast. That which we are looking for. And this is very important, especially for young people who are not yet married. And um, because it's one thing for you to take a full scalp, you know, with a whole list of things that you want from the wife, from your girlfriend, or whoever you want to get married to, and you are, you know, you're like you're doing an interview, which we have talked about here. But also ask yourself, what do I bring here? What do I bring into the relationship? Um, you know, because you cannot give that which you do not have. So the most important part is to become the kind of person you want to attract in your relationship. So when we come to the prayer meeting like this and we are praying um, you know, about relationships, let the focus be on you, not on the other person. I know you want the other person to change. I know you want the other person to be different. But let your prayer focus on yourself because the other person is unlikely to change dramatically. People don't change a lot. Um, you know, so you need to know who you are in a relationship with and focus on yourself, not on the other person. Others will get frustrated waiting for that person to change, fasting and praying, hoping the other person will change and people don't really change that much. So if you are in a relationship with the right person for you, you know, for you and you are still having challenges, you can recognize that person. That's the belief that we have here this morning. Um, if you focus on yourself in Jesus name. So as we close, the, you know, today, because we'll pick up from there, there's a lot that you're going to deal with here, you know, in the next few days. And I really hope and uh, encourage you to, to be here because there's a lot of things that we're going to double click. They're going to help you in managing relationships. Uh, so as part of your assignment, um, you know, you need to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And uh, we are saying what scenario best describes you. Where are you in your relationship? Whether it's an intimate relationship with your spouse, uh, with your friend, wherever it is, um, you know, it is important for you to, to know where you are in that in that relationship. You know, then honesty will bring you clarity. Um, the love and passion are good, but you want more, you want more love. Maybe the love and passion are lacking. Maybe you're in a relationship, you're planning an escape. Um, 
you know, you may be not in an intimate relationship, but you want one, and maybe you are not, and you don't want as well. And it's important to double click and ask, why is it that you, you, if you really want to be in a relationship and you don't have one, what is the issue? Maybe it's because of your past. People hurt you in the past. They trampled over you. And every time you are trying to make a relationship, you, you are remembering about that. So it is I encourage you to uh, spend time and really, you know, just have time for yourself because we don't do that. Let us just see where are we? How do we want our relationship to be? And especially the ones that are close to us, the relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your parents, with your sisters and brothers. You need to be deliberate about that. You know, time is of essence. You have to be deliberate about that. What is the nature of your relationship? And maybe you are here and you, you want an intimate relationship. You don't have one yet. We are believing God. As we go through this um, um, double click on this subject. We are praying that God is going to open doors for you uh, that no man can be able to close. So I want you to hang in there. Um, the next few days are going to be very, very, um, I think, very powerful as we double click and we're going to go slowly because I feel that this issue of relationship, uh, sometimes we gloss over it and we assume people know, but we want to just open our hearts and make us deeper in relationship. My ears have heard